Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the LifePoint Christian Church Podcast. Let's get started. All right, so to kick it off today, I am wondering, do you ever find yourself in a battle or in a war inside your mind? You, you, that's, that's a bunch of us, right? That there is this ongoing battle, and, and at times you feel like maybe your head's going to explode, right? I mean, there's just this war, this minefield in our head. And maybe for you, your battle is a battle for, between you know, faith and fear, right? On one hand, you're like, man, I trust God. I know that God is moving. He's active in my life. On the other hand, I want to be in control of my life, and I don't trust God. And it's this battle and this tug of war that's going on. Or in one moment, you're, you're full of faith and confidence in the Lord that he's for you, and he's called you, and you, you're, you're called according to his purposes, and, and you're excited about that. But then in the next moment, there's just this crippling you know, anxiety that takes over and just stops you in your tracks and it keeps you uh, from moving forward and it literally holds you back. What I've discovered is that love is a battlefield. Thank you, Pat Benatar. But the reality is uh, our mind is a battlefield, right? Our mind is this battlefield. There's a war going on and most of life's battles are won or lost in our mind. Let me say it again. Most of our battles in our life are won or lost in our mind. Scripture confirms this. Neuroscience confirms this. Most of life's battles are won or lost in our mind. Now, here's the good news. God's Word is so powerful. And God's Word can work in such a way it's not only going to help us, but it's going to transform us that we can literally fill our mind with God's truth and begin to experience victory in these mind wars, in these battles that are going on in our heads. We can win the battle in our minds if we change our thinking. If we change our thinking, we can change our life with the help of God. Now, the Apostle Paul, he was someone who also struggled with these mind wars. And in Romans chapter 7, he says something. He says, the things I want to do, I don't do. And that which I don't want to do, I end up doing. Does anybody relate to that? That's my life. Man, I know what I want to do, but I don't always do it. And what I don't want to do, geez, why did I just do that? But for Paul, over time, this thought warrior, he learned to wage war against all the lies that were attacking his mind. And over time, he learns to grab hold of all those lies, all those wrong thoughts, and he learned to replace them with truth. So Paul, he began to experience victory in his life in these mind wars that were taking place, that were going on inside of him. And you and I, we too, can experience victory in the mind wars that are happening inside of us. So with that in mind, let's check it out. Let's see what Paul says. He says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And in verse 3, he says this. He says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. Say power. They have divine power. Now, that word power is a Greek word, dunamis. I'll bet you some of you know what our English word is. What is it? Dunamis. What's our English word? 
dynamite, right? Dynamite, that's our English word, dunamis. It means the explosive, miraculous power of God. It says, Paul says the weapons that we fight with, they have divine, miraculous, explosive power to what? To demolish strongholds. Now, what's a stronghold? A stronghold, it comes from a Greek word referring to a military fortress that could not be penetrated by outsiders. So what's the imagery? The devil, who is our spiritual enemy, he wants to attack our minds. He wants to create strongholds of deception in our life. He tries to shape our thinking one lie at a time until you and I become prisoners of that deception. And then nothing, eventually, he gets us to the point where nothing can actually penetrate that lie of deception, that stronghold that's now in our life. Nothing can penetrate it except God, except specifically the weapons that God gets us, gives us to penetrate that stronghold in our life. So what are those lies for you? The devil, he has a way, the enemy has a way of customizing them for each one of us, creating these strongholds in our life. The list is endless. I don't know what it is for you. He might be lying to you and telling you, you can't trust people. He might be lying to you, saying to you, you'll never succeed. You're always going to be broke. Take Dave Ramsey's uh, Financial Peace University. It's not going to make a difference. You're never going to have a good marriage. Maybe some of the lies God tells you is that, or the enemy tells you, God doesn't really listen to your prayers. You're too much of a sinner. God doesn't really care about you. You're never going to overcome that sin. You're never going to actually be a difference maker. You're never going to amount to anything. You're unattracted, uh, unattractive. You're unwanted. You're useless. You have nothing to contribute. What are the lies of deception that the enemy is attacking you with, creating these strongholds of deception that are taken over your life. For some of you, that's your life. The strongholds have taken over. So how do we do battle in these mind wars? What does Paul go on to say? He says in 2 Corinthians 10, chapter 10, verse 5, he says, so here's what we do. We demolish arguments, these arguments, these lies coming our way, and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And what do we do with God's help? We take captive every thought. Say thought. We take captive every thought and we make it obedient to Christ. We take captive every one of our thoughts. We grab a hold of it. And now we're going to make it obedient to Christ. Here's our key thought for today. Our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts our lives are always headed in the direction of what we think about the most and what has the most impact with the thoughts in our minds. Both science and scripture agree on this. In fact, cognitive behavior psychology tells us that a lot of our problems are actually related to wrong thought processes. That some of our, our, our relational challenges are a direct result of wrong thought processes. Some eating disorders, some of our addictions, even some forms of anxiety are a direct result of toxic thinking. That's what science says. Back to, uh, or give you a thought to think about here, to tell you about how powerful our mind is and how it impacts us. 
There's a study done recently on the biggest health problems that contribute to serious cases of COVID and death. The study took place over half a million patients in the United States from March of 2020 to March of 2021. The study was done over the, the, the patients who had COVID uh, were, uh, were studied in over 800 hospitals, people 18 years and older. I just put a screenshot of the front page of that study that was recently published. Okay, 540,000 people were in this study. They looked at comorbidities. And what are comorbidities? Those are just a fancy word, a way of saying, what are some of the health risks? And what they discovered is there are 18 common comorbidities in these 540,000 patients. And of those 18, nine of them related significantly to whether somebody went into the ICU, ended up on a ventilator, or ended up dying. In other words, the top nine of those 18 comorbidities increased your risk of ending up in the ICU, being on a ventilator, and dying. Now, the top one, the top risk factor of, of, of being in the ICU, on a ventilator, and dying was 30% higher than those who didn't have risk factors. So if you have these risk factors, your percentage of being in the ICU and uh, ventilator and death was 30% higher than those who don't have these issues. The number one issue was 30% higher is if you were obese. Now, number two health factor that increased your risk by 28%, just below the 30%. Number two factor, you ready for this? National study. Anxiety and fear-related issues. Are you kidding me? Our thoughts? You have a 28% greater chance of ending up in the ICU on a ventilator and the dying? That was higher than number three, chronic kidney disease. Number four, heart disease. Number five, smoking-related emphysema. All of those were less of a contributor than anxiety and fear-related issues. What we think about is what we think about our minds are incredibly powerful. Science has proven that a lot of our problems are related to wrong thought processes. Change your thinking, you change your life. Change your thinking, you change your life. We have what scripture says, divine power. Say power. We have divine power to demolish strongholds. That's why you and I would do well to stop every day and pause and to take daily inventory of our life. Pray. Pray what the psalmist prayed in Psalm 139, verse 23, where he said, Search me, God. Know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Say thoughts. God, know my thoughts, God. And see if there's anything in those thoughts that are grievous in me. And then God, lead me in the way everlasting. Here's what we know. What we know is that the life we have is often a reflection of the thoughts that we think. What you think, it does determine who you'll become. In other words, if you tend to think you can't do something, what's the odds you're going to be able to do that? If you tend to think you can do something by the grace of God, you probably will. If you dwell on your problems, you're probably going to constantly be overwhelmed by your problems. If on the other hand, you look for solutions, 
and that's who you are, then you know what? You'll be someone who tends to find solutions. If you believe that you could have faith, that you believe that, you know, your faith can arise, then you will see your faith grow and grow and grow. You know, one of the things we do, we sing songs in worship. Trevor did a great job just kind of explaining all this to us. And those who, you know, believe, hey, faith can arise. Man, when you're worshiping, you know one of the things you're doing? You're not just standing there. You're not just staring at a screen. You're not just maybe mouthing some words. Those words come on that screen, and they're like a declaration of faith for you. Those words are, are, are worshipful for you. Those are you're pouring your, your heart out to God. Sometimes there's tears. Sometimes there's clapping because you're like, yes, praise Jesus. Sometimes, man, your heart is just, just uh, you know, peaceful as you're hearing the words, but it's a moment of worship because God's working inside of you. It's not just songs. If you believe your faith can grow and be strengthened, Worship is a time for you where you are pouring out and declaring and agreeing. And it's powerful for you. And God's moving in you. If you always feel like a victim, chances are you're going to be a victim. You're going to see being victimized all around you. On the other hand, if you believe you can overcome, well, then by the power of Christ, you can be an overcomer. In so many cases... The life that we have is a reflection of the thoughts that we think. So here's what I want to do for the next couple of minutes. I want you to think about your thoughts. We're going to do a little thought audit here. We're going to look at a couple different categories. And I want you to think through this. Maybe grab your phone and jot a couple things down to, to remember or jot it down on paper here. But let's take a look at some of our thoughts. First thoughts I want you to look at. Let's contrast these two. Worried thoughts versus peaceful thoughts. Where are you? Thought audit. Look inside your mind and your thoughts and what you think about. Are you more characterized by thoughts of panic, anxiety, fear? You're always worried about, you know, what could go wrong or worried about the kids or worried about your health, worried about the economy, worried about the direction of our country and our country's just out of control and everything's so bad. Remember, we just mentioned that study. Your health related to COVID is actually impacted by how much you worry and how much you're afraid, as the study has shown? Or would you say, you know what, my thoughts are more characterized rather than worry by peace. Yeah, things are bad. Yeah, things are complicated. But you find yourself casting your cares on God because he knows he cares for you. You cast your cares on God and you recognize that there is a peace that transforms our ability to comprehend or understand, and God gives us that peace as Christ followers. And you, you know and you sense his presence and his goodness, and you know that his spirit is actually working inside of you, even when things aren't going the way that you want. Thought audit. Is your life more characterized by worry and fear? Or by peace. Let's do another thought audit. Think about these. What, what do you think about? Does your mind and thoughts drift towards negative thoughts or towards positive thoughts? Do you tend to be negative or do you tend to be positive? Do you have a negative mindset or a positive mindset? Do you find yourself, you tend to be negative and critical of people? Or do you find yourself believing the best in people? 
Do you look at your day and say, oh, man, this is just going to be hard. It's going to be miserable. And i got all these meetings, and I'm not looking forward to this, and this is going to be terrible, and this is going to be awful, and I'm always busy, and I can never get ahead in my life, and the world's going to hell, and this is all terrible. Or do you wake up, and there's this positive sense of faith and even if things are difficult, you know, man, Christ is with me. And he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. And man, I am going to be victorious. And life may be difficult, but I'm thankful. God is working. He's working in me. He's working in those around me. And God wants to bring good even into bad situations so that he can receive glory, honor, and praise. What typifies your thoughts? Are they more negative or positive? Glass is half empty, glass is half full. Final little thought audit. Are your thoughts more focused on the worldly, that which is temporary? Or do your thoughts gravitate more towards what is eternal, which is what is everlasting in your life? Your thoughts may be more focused on the worldly when you look at your thoughts and go, man, you know what I think about the most? I think about what I have. I think about what I don't have and what I want. I think about what I wear, what I look like, what people are going to think about me. I think about, you know, what I drive, where I live. I think about how much, uh, uh, how many po- are people reading my post, how many followers do I have, all the temporary stuff. Or do my thoughts drift towards the eternal? And you recognize, man, God has given me this life, and it's an incredible life, and he's called me to steward it well, and I want to take this life that God has given me, and I want to steward it well, and I want to do it in such a way that I give God my time, my talent, my treasures, my abilities, and it's all for God, and it's all for God's glory. And I recognize, man, every aspect of my life, I'm called to steward it well. Because I'm not laying up treasures here on earth where moth and rust destroy, but I'm laying up treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy. Because what I do here, the way I live here, has a potential impact on my eternity and others' eternity. And so I want to make a difference here on this earth, that which is temporary. I want to serve for the glory of God, for that which will last eternally. What do you lean towards? That which is worldly and temporary? Or that which will last forever, which is eternal? What goes in? to your mind. That's what's going to come out in your life. And it's not possible for you and I to, to have this incredible, godly, positive life if we always have negative thoughts. Why? Because your life will just keep moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And so, since that's the case, since your life, my life, it's just moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts, here's the big question for us. Are you excited about the direction your thoughts are taking you? Are you excited about and thrilled about the direction your thoughts are taking you? Do you like where you're headed? Does God like where you're headed? So I've talked a little bit here and there about my sabbatical. I'll try not to bore you too much longer with my, all my hikes and all this stuff, but I'll give you a couple more. Um, so just bear with me. I was hiking, I was in Tahoe for some of it, and I was hiking up Mount Talak. Mount Talak's an awesome uh, hike in Tahoe, looks over the whole Tahoe Basin. And 
And this one particular day, I'm hiking up, and the whole time, I'm just having this conversation with God. And that's what I do on a lot of my hikes. It's, it's time with me and God and, and praying and worshiping. And, and so I'm hiking, and as I'm making this trek up to the mountain, I, I came to see and realize, and again, I was able to do this and came, come to see and realize because I had margin in my life finally, and I, and I had rested. And if you haven't been here the last two weeks, if you missed either of the messages, please go back and listen to them, watch them, uh, soak them in. They are so important for your life. They, they will change your life. I really believe that if you let God use them. Again, positive, right, or negative. I believe they will literally change your life if you will absorb them and put them into your life. So I was at this place, and I had some rest. I had some margin. I could see what I wasn't able to see before. And I came to realize as I'm hiking up and talking to God, and I just go, cry out to God, God, my mind isn't right. God, my mind isn't right. God, I am just not, I haven't been thinking about right things. And God, I just, these thoughts, they just keep looping over and over in my life, in my mind, and they're not helping my life. My inner dialogue, it was discouraging me. And so I'm pouring out to God, and I'm trying to be honest. God, this dialogue that's going on, God, I'm full of fear. And there's all this negativity in my life. God, there's this self-doubt in my life. God, there's this insecurity in my life. The mind loop was playing over and over in my mind, in my head, and it was destroying me. Does anybody ever play these mind loops in your life? You know the worst time to play this mind, or the worst time that this mind loop comes up for me, maybe it does for you, 4 a.m. Isn't that the worst time for that mind loop to pop into your head? Maybe you get up for whatever reason. Uh, those of us who are older know why we get up. And so you get up and you lay back down and all of a sudden it goes. I'm like, oh, dang. I'm going to have a hard time getting back to sleep. And then you try to figure out all these little tips and techniques. I don't know what you do. If you got some good tips, let me know. But this mind loop was playing over and over and over. And so I'm praying to God. And I'm like, God, my mind's not right, and it's destroying me. So I'm praying as I'm hiking up, God, help me, help me, help me. God, I need, it's time to replace these lies with truth. God, it's time to replace these lies in my mind with your truth. God, would you help me renew my mind with your truth? So I'm praying. That, that went on for 10, 20, 30 minutes or so as I'm just confessing and praying and crying out to God, God, replace this, replace these lies with truth, and it's time to move on, God, and I can't keep living this way. It's not helping me. It's not helping those around me. It's impacting my life, and so I'm just pouring out to God. So get up to the top of the peak, hang out up there for a little bit, enjoy that up there, and, uh, and it's now time to come down the hill, and, and after just having kind of really just that huge time with God, and, and it was incredible, it's like, all right, uh, you know, it's time to pick up a book, and I had a few audio books, and, and so I, I started listening on the way down from that hike, Craig Rochelle's book, Winning the War in Your Mind. Now, here's what's interesting. I start listening to that, and it was literally the same exact stuff that I had been praying for two hours heading up that hill, that God had been preparing me really for a, quite a while for me to pray that out and pour that out to God. And as that's happening, I'm coming down the hill and I'm listening to this book. It's like God said, hey, I'm going to take what you were talking to me about and I'm going to expand upon it. And I'm hearing this and, and literally I just start crying. And people are walking up the hill. I got glasses on, luckily, and, and, and I'm crying before God. And God's timing was perfect because I had had that book on my desk for months and months and I wanted to read it, but I just, I wouldn't have understood it or heard it two months prior. 
It wouldn't have made sense to me. I wasn't in a place yet. I didn't have the rest. I didn't have the margin in my life. I, 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 it was, everything was still buried. But in that time, God was working on me. And without a doubt, he prepared me in that moment so I could hear what was going to come next in that book. And I just devoured that audio book. This series is built on the content of that book. And so over the next few weeks, what we want to do is we want to go on this journey together. And with God's help, we can win this war in our mind and we can change our thinking so that God can actually change our life and so that our thoughts can be renewed and we can, God can actually take us in the direction that he wants to take us. And so what I want to do is just with our last few minutes together is I want to lay a foundation that we're going to build upon over the next couple weeks. And so let me give you these, these foundational parts, and it requires a little bit of homework on your part, and I hope you'll take the time to do this. So the first piece of this foundation is we want to identify the biggest mental strongholds in our life. What is your loop that's playing over and over in your mind? What is the biggest lie of deception that is a stronghold in your life? I don't know what it is for you. But you want to identify that. You want to begin to pray about that and ask God to show it to you and reveal it to you. Maybe you already know. I don't know what it is for you. Maybe, you're, you know, that lie is you're believing, I'm just not good enough. Or my past is too bad for God to use me. Or I, I can't trust people around me. Or I'm always going to battle with my weight. Or I'm never going to be good with money. I'm never going to be close to God. I'm never going to be close to my spouse. I'm never going to have a job that is fulfilling that I actually like. All my relationships, they always break down. I only date psychos, whatever it is. What's so interesting the more that you think a thought, science tells us that you will think that thought again. Because what happens is when you think a thought, you create a neural pathway, a neural pathway in your brain. And the more often you think that thought, the deeper and deeper and deeper entrenched that pathway gets in your brain. It becomes like a, a, a rut, so to speak, a, a, a spiritual pathway, a spiritual rut in your life, which makes it easier and easier and easier to think it again, again, and again. And you'll start believing something long enough in this path, neural pathway. You believe it long enough, and eventually something that's even a lie becomes a truth to you, even though it's a lie. You get stuck in a rut, in a stronghold, a neural rut or pathway in your brain. Last hiking illustration for this week. So I was, part of the time I was, anybody been to Waimea Canyon in Kauai? Anybody? Bunch of you, right? Don't you want to go back? I mean, it's amazing. And on this hike, this one particular hike, it rains there more than anywhere, I think, in the world or something. And, and so people hike all the time, and the rain comes down, and the clay that they're hiking on, and this one particular path, uh, th there were ruts that were four or five feet deep that people had created just by staying on that same pathway over and over and over and over and over. The rut got deeper and deeper, and so it became, got to the point where that was really the only way you could go. That was, you know, the stronghold, so to speak. The more we think about a lie, the deeper and deeper and deeper that rut gets in our mind. It's creating this neural pathway that we can't get out of, and it's the only pathway to move forward in our mind. You believe a lie long enough, it becomes a truth. It's a stronghold. So what do we want to do? What do we want to do with God's help is we want to get off that path. We want to get on a new pathway and create a new rut. On the height, this particular height, I could tell that's what people were trying to do. 
And you could tell people are like, okay, that's just five feet deep and it's narrow and it's muddy and dirty. You could tell people said, okay, I'm going to try this route. And then you could see other people and you had different levels of pathways, different levels of ruts. Because people said, I got to get off this path and this rut and get on a new pathway. And with God's help, that's what we want to do. We want to get on a new pathway. Paul said it this way, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. He said, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world. In other words, don't be conformed to wrong ways of thinking. But he said, but instead be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. That we're going to stay off the destructive pathways, the ruts that lead to deception in our life. And we're going to start new pathways. We're going to renew our mind. I don't know how it's going to play out in your life. It's going to look a little different for all of us. Maybe your pathway right now, the rut you're in is you have hard days at work and you're upset or frustrated or angry and you come home and and you come in the house and the kids are screaming and yelling and there's chaos there and you just lose it and you yell at the family. That's just kind of what you do when you get home and everybody knows, hey, mom or dad, whichever one it is, it's like, hey, we got to leave them alone because they had a miserable day and they're going to make our life miserable. How about you create a new pathway, get on a new path. You pull up into the driveway, you capture those thoughts, you pause, you pray. And then you walk in, and the first thing you do is you give everybody a hug. And you ask them, how was your day? You change the tone by changing the path. Or what about this one? You, you might be someone who feels bad about yourself in whatever way, shape, or form. And what do you do when you feel bad about yourself? You get up off the couch, and you go to the refrigerator, the freezer, the cupboard. And you eat the chips, the candy, the chocolate, the cake, whatever it is. And, and you eat that, and then you eat that. And then do you feel better about yourself after that? No, of course not. You feel even worse, and you just keep digging that rut deeper and deeper because it's a stronghold. But how about we create a new path? Instead of walking to the freezer, how about we walk out the front door, and we just keep going? Next thing you know, you're exercising. The next thing you know, dopamine's rushing into your, into your, from your brain is rushing in. Next thing you know, you know, the, you, know you get this, 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 this high, so to speak, this adrenaline. The next thing you know... You're feeling better about yourself. You create a new path. Scientists talk about this all the time. All the time. One angle is, all, you know, just take the medicine. Another angle, they'll all say, take, rest and exercise. Rest and exercise and eat well. A new path, a new rut. To think a different way, it's time for us to get out of that five-foot deep rut pathway and take a new pathway in our brain. Because that's the only chance we have because that mind loop is so destructive, it's going to keep playing over and over and over unless we get on a new path. So again, what's the biggest stronghold that's holding you back? Just pick one. Ask God to reveal it to you. Identify it. Name it. You can't defeat what you cannot define. And then the second part. Let's then name the truth. Then we want to name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. Once we identify what the stronghold is, now let's name the truth. Why does truth matter? Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 32, you will know the truth. And somebody say it out loud with me, you will know the truth. And the truth will set you what? Free. Free. Lies are putting you into spiritual bondage. And God's calling us to truth. So name the truth that demolishes the stronghold. 
What is that? We take our thoughts captive. We make them obedient to Christ. And that word that Paul uses is a Greek term, take captive. It's a powerful word. It means to attack with a sword. You ready for this? Ephesians chapter 6, Paul tells us the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. Okay? And the weapons we have, all those that he lists in Ephesians 6 are spiritual armor. All of them are defensive weapons, all except one. One is an offensive weapon. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's what it is. It's the Word of God that sets us free. It's a powerful, living Word of God that's sharper than any double-edged sword. It's what cuts away at the lies of the enemy in our life. What is your stronghold? Whatever that is, what's the dominant lie the enemy is using? What's the driving lie that you have been believing? Attack that with truth, God's truth, and it'll set you free. You say, I can't get it done. Whatever, maybe that's for you. You're just a go, 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 do, do, do. I can't get it all done. No, no, no. What's the truth? God has given you everything you need. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You say, I'm not attractive enough. No, no, no. God's truth says I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You may feel like, oh, I'm always going to be miserable. I'm always going to be depressed. No, 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 no. The Bible says, Scripture says, Word says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The lies tell you, I mean, I'm always going to be alone. No, no, no. Jesus says, what does truth say? Jesus says, lo and behold, I am with you always. I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be with you to the end of the age. You say, I'm a victim. No, 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 no. You're not a victim. God's Word says you are an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb. You're not who others say you are. You're not even who you say you are about yourself. You are who God, what God says you are and who you are. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Man, our lives are so often moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. What goes into our mind, it's going to come out of our life. So what are we going to do? We're going to capture them. We're going to capture those thoughts. We're going to name them. We're going to say, this is the lie I'm believing. And then we're going to replace that with God's truth. We're going to renew our mind by the power of God, by his truth. And his truth is what's going to begin to set us free. And the truth, it's not just a concept, by the way. The truth is Jesus Christ himself. He's the only one who can set you free. This isn't mind over matter. This isn't just the power of positive thinking garbage. This is thinking right thoughts biblically, scripturally, with Christ at the center. Because the battle belongs to God. It doesn't belong to us. And he wants us to bow before him and to come humbly come before him. So let's pray to him now. Father God, we ask by the power of your word, God, that you would renew our minds with your truth. God, this battle that we're in, this war that we're in, God, only you can set us free. And so, God, help us as we take all of our thoughts captive, that we make them obedient to you, Jesus Christ, so that you can set us free. God, we know that it's you who goes before us. And nothing, God, nothing can stand against you in this area of our life. So, God, set us free. Help us, God, to be victorious in this battle that we wage in our minds so we can live the life you've called us to live. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. You can learn more about us by visiting us online at lifepoint.org. 
If you are ever in the Sacramento area, we would love to see you in person. Events and service times can be found on our website. Thank you for listening, and we hope you join us for our next episode.